0: Hey, everybody. Oh, this episode is a little different. We are recapping what happened at Rooted SoCal, the workshop that I hosted two weeks ago in Palm Springs slash Joshua Tree. It was so much fun, but there were definitely some things that I learned along the way um, for our next one. And if you're ever thinking of hosting a workshop slash content day, you're going to learn some valuable, valuable information in this episode alone, because I go over some things that I learned. Um, so I'm sure you can definitely pull something from this. So this is a good one. And, um, just a friendly reminder. We do have tickets for Hawaii. We have three tickets left. You guys three, come on. I just need three more girls to sign up. Um, it's going to be so much fun. I really want you there. If you have questions, of course, you are always welcome to email me, DM me, get a hold of me. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions, but yeah, we are going to Hawaii, the big Island in September. It is our next workshop, and I believe it's going to be our last one of the year. So if you really want to come to a rooted, this is going to be the one to come to hands down. It's going to be epic black sand beaches, volcanoes, you name it. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait. So, um, for more information there, go to www.rootedwrkshp slash Hawaii workshop, For more information, we have payment plans, and if you sign up, you also get free access to the Photography Business Online Mastermind course. It's like 20-plus videos of education, literally all the education you will ever need to run your business, and you get that for free when you sign up for Rooted. So um, yeah, what are you waiting for? Would love to see you there. Okay, without further ado, though, let's talk about Rooted SoCal, what happened, what went down, and what I learned. Let's get it rolling. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Rooted Creative Podcast. Today, we're talking about Rooted SoCal. How did it go? What happened? What did I learn? Um, This was the first of our SoCal series of workshops that I want to do here just locally. And a lot of the reasons that I decided to start doing some Rooted SoCal-type workshops was because I'm a mom, like I'm, I'm here in Southern California. This is where I live. And it's one of the easiest areas, I guess, to host a workshop because it's such a desirable area for so many photographers around the globe that want to shoot in California. So, um, you know, obviously we're very blessed to live in this spot where a lot of photographers want to come and adventure. So, uh, having known the area locally and knowing it pretty well, Doing this type of workshop was something I was obviously very excited for, and a couple of weeks ago, we had our first one, so it went really well, Um, and basically what we're going to talk about today is basically how it it actually went, Um, what happened in like day one, two, and three, and how did the shoots go, and then at the end, we're going to talk about some things that I learned and some things that I think could improve the process for next time when I host our next Rooted SoCal sometime either this year or next year. So I first want to start by saying like this workshop was so much fun, but it's different than our bigger workshops that we normally do. So um, in case you didn't know, we do have a workshop coming up in Hawaii this September. That is our longer workshop. So it's about four days. Um, this workshop was really only like a day and a half long of content and education and all of that good stuff. So that's kind of what makes this workshop different. Um And honestly, like it was a jam packed couple of days. Like we were, we were feeling it for sure. I think there was a couple of times where I was like, do we do just a day and a half next time? Because this was very crowded. But I think our schedule, um, even though it was jam packed, was still able to get everything that we needed in that short amount of time, even though we were super exhausted. So, um, basically what happened is day one, which is about, I guess it's like two weeks now, two weeks ago. Um, I was driving around picking up the florals from our local florist here, um, Sprig and Stem. She was amazing, Angela. I go over to her house at like literally seven o'clock in the morning, pick up the flowers. And then I drive back home to keep the flowers in the air conditioning because I had to run to Costco to then pick up all of the food. Um, and so I didn't want the flowers obviously sitting in the car that whole time while I went and shopped. So I brought them home and then I went to Costco, got the food, came back, loaded up the car with literally my forerunner, was f- filled to the brim with like Costco food and flowers for this workshop. So, um, having a big car was definitely my advantage that day, but I basically stuffed everything in the car, got everything I needed. And mind you, I'm also a new mom. So I had to bring my pump parts and like everything that I need to continue the, my breastfeeding journey (laughs) with my baby. And sorry, if you're a guy listening to this, if this is TMI, but this is just how it goes when you're a mom. And after I got the car all loaded up, I headed out to Palm Springs, which is about a two and a half hour drive. So I had this full car full of groceries, flowers, everything. And I was on my way to the desert. And I got, I was actually really lucky because I was able to get an early check-in to the Airbnb and honestly, I think if I didn't have the early check-in, I don't know how I would have been able to pull this off. So I was super grateful that I was able to have an early check-in. And, uh, so I checked in around like two o'clock and just kind of threw all the groceries by myself, these heavy boxes full of things and all of the Costco stuff that I bought, just throwing them into the house um, unloading the car as quickly as possible to get the flowers in because it was like a hundred degrees outside. And I was like, these can definitely not sit in the car, um, or they will wilt. So I am like as quickly as possible doing this all by myself. And, um, I mean, it was definitely a workout. I was sweating and, uh, I don't know why I didn't think to have an assistant with me that day, but, um, spoiler alert, that is one of the things that I learned for next time. Anywho, I am throwing all the things in the house. I put all of the perishable stuff in the fridge and then I set the gift table up with the flowers and all of the gifts that I got for the girls which just included like a sweatshirt, some stickers, um, a cute couple of cute little posters for them to take home. And okay. I have to say this because this was something I was not expecting, but the layout of this house was so weird. It was like, I wasn't expecting it I guess to be this way and so I was like a little disappointed when I got to the house and saw that like this was the layout basically like to get to each bedroom you had to walk through another bedroom like there was no central area where you would just disperse and then you would be able to like go to each room like you had to walk through almost each room to get to the next which was like super not convenient and um One of the bathrooms had two toilets in it, two toilets. Not sure what happened there. Um, And, you know, normally like I do my research, obviously, when I'm like Airbnb searching and this property, like, don't get me wrong, had a lot of really other great qualities. But the layout of the house was just a little strange. Like, you know, when you're looking at an Airbnb, they don't necessarily post the blueprints of like what the layout is of the house. So all I knew is like, there was like a bunch of bedrooms. I just didn't really know like where they were. So, (laughs) um, and then the other thing too, is there was only two indoor showers for 13 girls. And I, it was misleading because on the listing, it said there were, uh, like four bathrooms. So I figured, okay, well, you know, maybe there's more showers come to find out that was not the case. So the layout of the house was really weird. And I'm like trying to navigate around this house, like by myself, I could not find the front door for the life of me because there was no like designated front door. So I literally am driving around the property, trying to find the entrance to this place, like where the kitchen is, I find it and then I'm able to set everything up. And I probably had like five minutes to spare and I took off and I had to meet all of the ladies at our first shoot location, which was the windmills. Um, So we had rented this convertible car, obviously, for one of our shoots. Uh, It was, like, supposed to be, like, a rock star type theme uh, photo shoot. And I was super excited for it. But we show up to the windmills, and it is breezy. Like, not just breezy. It is, like, probably, like, 30, 40 mile an hour winds. Like, very, very windy. Which is why there's windmills, you know, naturally. Like, that is a very windy place. Um, but I get a call from the car guy who I'm renting the car from for the shoot. And he says, Hey, like if the windmills are really windy, like we're going to have to find another spot because the sand can like chip the paint of the car. so I'm sitting there like, okay, so am I just not going to give like the windmills a try? Like with these ladies that are all showing up. So literally probably like 20 minutes before the girls are supposed to show up. Like I I'm trying to find a backup location. And I already had one in mind, but I was trying to figure out logistically, like how long it was going to take to get from the windmills to go to that new place. And so, um, as the girls are showing up now at our meeting spot at the windmills, um, it's so windy and I'm meeting the girls for the first time, which I've never done before. I've never met the girls for the first time, like at a shoot. It's always been like at the Airbnb or the workshop house that we usually like meet everyone. So this was a first, um, and everybody just shows up and the couples were there ready to go in their dress and stuff. And so I was like, okay, well, what if we just shoot at the windmills and just get that content and then go somewhere else with the car so that obviously like we don't ruin the car with the wind and the sand. So we start and you know, this was like a big, like, When you're hosting a workshop you really have to be flexible and you kind of have to roll with the punches and you really can't control the weather including the wind and so this was a moment where i was just like the windmills are definitely something that i think the girls are going to want to have content wise so we need to like make sure that we work that in um so i'm like let's just shoot at the windmills for like an hour and then we'll meet up with the car later um So we shot at the windmills. It was super windy, being pelted with sand, but it was so pretty. And if you are a photographer, you know that wind makes for some of the coolest photos um, when it comes to like weddings and photo shoots like that. So we were able to stay there for an hour in the heat. And then we got back to our cars and drove 10 minutes down the road to the visitor center where there was a little like dirt lot with the mountains in the background. And that's where we met up with our convertible car and we were able to continue our shoot from there. So, um, it all worked out in the end, but there was definitely some flexibility that had to have been had there (laughs) and, uh, some quick thinking, which was definitely good that I had a backup plan. So um, after the shoot, it's probably now like seven o'clock. We head back to the house, we get dinner started, it was tacos, um, and then we play fishbowl, kind of an icebreaker, get to know everybody, and uh have fun. And then we had an early call the next morning. We woke up at like 4:30 a.m. and Macy and I were literally like grabbing the tables that we're gonna use for the shoot. And moving all these chairs, like doing some heavy lifting at like five in the morning. So um, props to Macy for doing that with me because that was like an early morning workout. And uh, we set up the shoots. We got the couples all ready. They came nice and early. And for sunrise, we were able to shoot as the sun was coming up over the mountains at our property. And it was amazing and beautiful. I should also say that this property that we were staying at was in Indio Hills, which if you're familiar with the Palm Springs area is not in Palm Springs. Like it is a little bit more out into the desert area, a little more rural. Um, So we were out there, like we were kind of out in the boonies in this property. There was like no one really around us, which could be scary if you were alone. But, you know, there was 13 of us. So (laughs) Um, this property was giant. They had like cactuses, cacti, cacti cacti and they had this giant pool like this abnormally large pool it almost felt like a lake uh and so it was really cool because the casual couple that we had actually ended up jumping in the pool with their clothes on which was not planned um but it was super fun because you know it was hot and uh you know they wanted to so that was cool And yeah, basically then from there, we just had our breakfast. I did my first lecture all about marketing and running a good business and basically everything you need to know to set up your marketing brand messaging. Um, It's a very long lecture and a very juicy lecture. So there was a lot of good education there and the girls were asking a lot of questions, which was like, Awesome because you never really know what, what type of group you're going to get with your workshops. And I feel like a lot of the girls that came to this one had a lot of really awesome questions and just needed a lot of um, guidance in the area that I was teaching, which is awesome. So I really felt like I provided a lot of value for them. And then Macy did her talk, and Macy is the newest addition to our rooted workshop. So she um, has not done a workshop with us before. This was her first one, and she macy if you're listening to this i love you she kept saying like i just don't want to let you down danny i don't want to let you down and i'm just sitting there like macy there's nothing you could do that could let me down and of course she did not let me down like she was incredible and her talk was just so like aimed at the heart of everything um which i think is just so needed in what we do because i'm talking about more of the logistics and she's talking more about like hey where's your heart in this and like how are you serving your clients actually like beyond just photos so we uh had a lot of really awesome chats with that and then we were able to drive out to Joshua Tree Auto Camp for our last two shoots we had Don Charles come out and she modeled for our casual couple and then we had a bridal couple and we had a huge setup it was super fun Um, this auto camp just opened in December of last year. So they're like brand new and more on this later, but basically the way that this worked out was like totally a God thing. Um, like being able to shoot here and I'll explain in a minute, but yeah, this, this location was super rad and I'm sure it's going to be a popular location, like up and coming. So we were like the first photo shoot to have there, which was super cool. Um, but yeah, after that, we kind of got back for a really late dinner. I actually don't think we ate until like 10 because the sun is setting at like 8 now. So everybody wants to shoot, obviously, until the light's gone. Um, and that, I think, was the really cool thing about this workshop was I allotted like three hours of time for each of our shoots, which made it feel like everything was jam-packed. But actually, we had so much time to shoot. And I don't know. I mean, I've just been to workshops before where, like, I really feel like the shoot time was – rushed. And I really wanted to not make this feel rushed. And so I allotted that three hours of time to have shoots and to have the girls go get the shots that they really wanted and to have time to do it and not feel like we're rushed and leaving, um, that type of thing. So yeah, I really think that worked out well, but we came back and because we obviously had three hours of shoot time, we had a later dinner. So I think we ate at like 10. Um, and then, we were kind of editing, having a little edit party. And then we did our worship like under the stars in the desert on a clear night, listening to the coyotes in the distance, which was a little creepy, but it was also really cool. Um, and it was just like a really, really special time. I mean, every rooted is really incredible. And, you know, obviously this worship part and like, you know, we were praying over each other like that is optional. Um, if you're listening to this and maybe you don't believe in Jesus and you want to come to a rooted, like everything that we do that's like centered around Jesus, like is optional. It's not something you have to partake in. And I don't want to force anyone to be uncomfortable. So this worship was obviously optional, but a lot of the girls came out and it was just like a really, really powerful time. Like you just feel Jesus move in those moments. And our community is just like, we're, we're kind of loners. Like we don't really work with anyone. We're, we're in this business. It seems like, and it feels like we're in it alone sometimes. And when we just have a moment to be around ladies that are maybe like minded or, you know, that can pray over you, like what, what workshop do we know that does that? You know? And that's one of the things that I think rooted, like that's where the value of rooted truly lies. It's more than just like the workshop aspect. It's like, really centered around the community. And I've said this before, but that's a moment where the community just like comes together and it's just so powerful. So, um, you know, we had some tears shed from me, um, (laughs) and Macy and a couple others. And it was just like a good time to just connect and to just have prayer like over each other. Um, so it was just good to be surrounded by ladies that love you and are able to do that. And then the next day we obviously packed up. I drove home and then I rested for two days and I didn't do anything. I literally did no work. I just, I think I slept for two days because I, I don't think I ate pretty much anything those whole two days of the workshop because I was, I just had adrenaline running the whole time and I just didn't have time to eat. So I was really hungry and I was really tired by the time I got home. So I rested for two days and um, highly recommend if you ever host a workshop, like do that. But I want to dive into some things that I learned. So now you kind of know how our workshop went. What are some things that I learned in hosting this workshop in particular, which is different than the big rooted that I normally host every year? Well, for starters, <laughs> I need an assistant. Like, <laughs> I still can't believe I did that by myself. If I hadn't had, had an early check in to the Airbnb, I honestly don't know what I would have done because. There was no way I was going to be able to make it in time and, and, and have only an hour to set everything up. There was just no way that would have happened. So next time I definitely would like to hire an assistant. So if you're listening to this and you live in Southern California and you want to be a part of rooted, like hit me up, would love to hire you for our next one because, uh, yeah, your girl, she can't do it alone. That was too much. Um, second thing is always, 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 always read the fine print on Airbnbs before you book them for a workshop. Um, this one didn't have anything particular in the actual fine print, but I should have done a little more research on like what this house actually looked like and maybe like read some of the reviews that maybe would have said, Hey, there's only like two showers for like 20 people. So, um, that that was just something maybe I should have done a little more research on, but the house was fine. Like the house was great and everybody was fine. And like, we all had a great time. It wasn't like a disaster, but you know, would I choose that house again? Probably not. No. Um, so just like a word to the wise, if you're ever hosting a workshop, just like make sure you really read the fine print on an Airbnb before you book it, make sure you have enough beds, like count the amount of beds you have count the amount of showers you're going to have. Cause all of that logistically is important. Um, number three, book the house the day before you check in so that you have time to set up and rest. So instead of me having to check in at 4 p.m. and go and set everything up within an hour before the girls get there, maybe, maybe it might make more sense to book it the day before so you have the whole next day to set up and go and get Costco food and do all that wonderful things. Um, so, yeah, looking back, should have done that. Um was really lucky to get an early check-in. Don't know what I would have done, but if you don't want to play with the odds in that and it's going to be tight, maybe just book the day before um for your Airbnb. And obviously like account that in as a part of your like expenses and costs and all that. Okay. Make sure that you have your couples uh lined up with contracts. So luckily none of our co- none of our couples like backed out but in the contract it says if you cancel within 48 hours of the shoot i might even raise that to like 73 or however many 3 days is like if you cancel within those days, then like you have to pay me like $500. Um, cause that's like a waste of my time. And now I have to go scramble and find another couple. So having couples locked in in a contract is really important for content days for workshops because people bail, especially if it's free, they have, they feel like they have no ties to it. So it's just really important to like, make sure that you have that lined up before you solidify couples. Um, Number five, be willing to have a budget for florals and for rentals and make sure you create a budget sheet. So, you know, maybe in the back in the day, we could have been able to reach out to florists and be like, Hey, you want to collab for exposure? LOL. Like I don't want to pay anything for your florals. That's not going to fly nowadays. Um, florists have bills to pay and they have to get wholesale of flowers as well. So if you're planning on having a florist, make sure you set floral budget aside for that. Um, I believe our florals at the end of the day ended up costing like $4,000 for each of the shoots. Um, I mean, 4,000 total for the three shoots. So, you know, make sure you have a good amount of budget set aside. If you do plan on having like a full on full blown floral setup, because it's really important. And if you're marketing it to your people, like you want to make sure you deliver on that. So, um, yeah, and then just having a budget sheet in general, obviously this goes without saying, like if you're going to host a workshop, make sure you have um a budget sheet to make sure that you have everything listed so you know how much profit you're actually making and if the price that you were charging for the photographers was like a fair price or you know that type of thing covered the expenses. So I guess like more on that with what I learned is, uh, yeah, I charged pretty low, uh, de- definitely on the lower end for this workshop. So I think our next rooted SoCal will be a little more expensive. So if you want to come to SoCal, it might not be the price that you saw for the first one. Um, but it also was our first one. So I didn't want to overcharge. I just wanted to see like how it was going to go. Yeah. So just to be fair, Um, number six yeah, have room for you to go over in your budget as well. So like if you're right on the cusp of like barely making any profit, um, that's maybe a sign you should raise your, your ticket price, but that, uh, yeah, wasn't the case for us. Like we were good and everybody was paid fairly and everything was good. Um, but you know, just make sure, cause you, you probably will go over a little bit in your expenses, um, with your budget. And then obviously the last thing I'm going to say is the first one that you always put on will always have hiccups in fact probably every workshop you host will probably have hiccups of some sort so just be prepared for that because you can't expect every workshop to go perfectly and you have to be able to roll with the punches like if it's a really windy day and you can't have the car at the windmills like what do you do right um it's good to have backup plans definitely but be able to roll with the punches and be able to roll with the hiccups that do happen because they happen i mean it's a part of life that's just life, right? So yeah, if you're planning on hosting a workshop, I really hope that this was insightful for you. If you want to come to Rooted, um, we still have, I think we have three tickets left for Hawaii. So if you want to come to Hawaii, this might be your sign. Um, and it's, I mean, Hawaii is just a magical place and it's tropical and beautiful and we're going to have the best time on black sand beaches and with this giant Hawaii house, which I did double check and it's amazing. So it's going to be a great house. Um, do not fret, but the Hawaii in general, like the big Island is just amazing. So if you want to come, there's three tickets left. Would love to have you. Otherwise, I don't know when our next SoCal is going to be. It will probably be next year. Um, but stay tuned. We will keep you posted on that. If you do want to come to Southern California, that's all I have. Like that's, that's how it went. It was amazing. And, um, guys next week, we're going to have Monique on the podcast. She is one of the instructors for rooted Hawaii. Um, she's also like one of the coolest photographers I know. So she's going to be on next week. Be, co- be sure to come back on Wednesday and get in our Facebook group, get involved. Um, lots of ladies have some questions. We do like a ask anything on Monday type deal. Like, um, and also there's a lot of really exciting updates coming with rooted in general. We have, um, an upcoming opportunity for all of you people needing help with your website. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that it's actually going to be really, really, really valuable for you. So I promise you're not going to want to miss it. Okay. That's all I have. Thanks for tuning in. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, do all the things, leave a review. Love ya. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and leave a review to help get the word out about our podcast. Resources and notes about what we talked about today are also available at www.rootedwrkshp.com slash show notes all for free. I'm so excited you tuned in today and I can't wait to share more with you soon. Until next time and God bless.